0: Uh, hello, everybody. This is Charlie. Uh, I'm here with uh, Domingo uh, Marquez from Puerto Rico. And uh, I actually, uh, and we're starting 10 minutes late um, because I actually already started, but it never worked, apparently. So I talked with myself for about seven or eight minutes. Um, and it was really good. I mean, you you missed a lot. Uh, so I'm sorry about that. There's kind of no way to get it back. Um, but you also probably some of you missed last week, which wasn't as good because at least I wasn't as good. But Domingo was great. Um, and what I just want to tell you, uh, that I'll tell it quicker than before because I want to get us going into this. Um, the point of this podcast for me is really to be setting a tone where there is a sense of freedom in talking and uh, speculating and. Uh, emoting when necessary, and being irreverent and improvisational, but also sincere in looking at what happens when people encounter adversity. And uh, after encounter adversity, they either go down, uh, more or less crushed by it for a while, or they rise up from it, and they're stronger. And I'm really interested in what what that is, uh, in experience in the brain, in the family, in a country. Uh, how is it that we go through bad things since we all do and come through them and acquire stronger skills and stronger values to uh, make our lives better? So that's really the whole point of the podcast in a nutshell. And um, so that what we're talking about now, uh, what, meaning last week and this week, is the adversity that hit uh, Puerto Rico. On September 20th, when uh, Hurricane Maria uh, came uh, barreling through right down the center of Puerto Rico and really uh, causing a catastrophic level damage uh, of a kind they haven't had for uh, anyone probably in this lifetime that's alive there now, though they have many hurricanes, but this was hurricane with all capital letters and bold and with many exclamation points. It probably should be called something else, but it was a disaster. And it came just a couple of weeks after a prior hurricane just skirted the northern edge of Puerto Rico and knocked out a power already to a million people out of three and a half million. Uh, and so they were already uh, brought to their knees. And before they got up, they got hit by this uh, hurricane. So. Uh, that's, you know, we all know a lot about it just from watching television, reading newspapers and hearing people, um, though I personally think, you know, it gets completely muted uh, for lots of reasons uh, by the uh, press, uh, by the priorities of the United States, uh, by the other disasters that have come through. And by the fact that Puerto Rico is not a mainland, it doesn't even uh, vote in national elections, and yet entirely depends on our country as another part of our country. So there's a way in which, as I want to get back to this later, I, I do think it's sort of like the um, the uh, the one kid in a giant family that has the, 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 the uh, lowest position in some ways, the invalidated position in some ways, and yet, uh, is expected to, uh, to, uh, be great, uh, of course. And so I, I, I want to get back to that. Actually, let me ask you, Domingo, do do you ever think of it that way? I mean, how do you, in Puerto Rico, do you, do you think of yourself as the, uh, your country as kind of the equivalent of the
1: invalidated or the least resourced
0: child in a family?
1: Yeah, well, that, that, that metaphor works. I mean, uh, it's, 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 we'll we're the, we are the oldest colony in the world, uh, that you might call it anything else you want, but we're a colony. I mean, uh, since Spain, uh, came in, uh, Christopher Columbus set the, the, the Spanish flag here and said, this is ours. And, uh, then came the U.S., uh, so, uh, we're actually a colony, man. Uh, people call it many things, but we're a colony. People we have a, ah, oh. yeah. We, well, we you can have can your own. Vote. You, you what? Uh, we can vote for the uh, for the people that lead us. Uh, uh, we have a Jones Act, which is a obscure maritime law. Uh, that means that goods between uh, Puerto Rico and the U.S. Uh, have have to have to go in U.S.A. Uh, vessels. So basically, it's a yeah. shipping monopoly. Uh, so. It's, it's different because we're an island. Remember, the president said we, we huge ocean. Uh, so, uh, we have no trucks importing anything. Everything comes in, in, in by boat. So there's a shipping monopoly because we, we can only use, uh, USA, uh, uh, vessels, which are oh. actually, uh, uh, you know, more expensive than anything else. So we pay 20% more in groceries than your, than you do actually. So I pay twenty more percent more in my groceries than you do, Charlie. So uh wow. and our average income here is actually like half of the uh, the the last place state, which I think is either Arkansas or Mississippi. They're like forty forty thousand dollars. We're at nineteen hundred uh nineteen thousand dollars. So we we are a poor poor little country in the Caribbean and uh we pay yeah. more for 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 groceries. That that's an example. You know, just check the so fact. When I get angry, I like to check the facts. So yeah, yeah. Well, I, I do I like to keep going.
0: Well, and I'm glad you said something because I, when I asked you, because I think that I have such a, a narrow understanding myself from yeah. where I am of your country and of your colony. Uh, what I've always thought was called up here a territory. But I I, yeah, I think that, you that's what you, they call it. But, but it it it's just it, you know uh, it's a colony with its own it, it's, it's you have your own entire government structure of course and yeah. But I do but I like the way you talk about it. It's a pra- you you have more pride when the way yeah. you talk about but, it as a colony. Well, territory
1: ter- basically territory is an euphemism for colony, you know. So, so they yeah. use it all around. But it is what it is. I mean uh, yeah. So you know uh, then, you know, they they say, uh, the president said, uh, Puerto Ricans want everything done for them. I mean, <laughs> you know, um, it, it's hard. Yeah. It's hard to, uh, to how was that? that
0: to hear? How was that to hear?
1: Well, it, it, it's really hard, especially, uh, you know, coming from people that had no problem getting materials here to build a $33 million golf course. Right. I mean, he, he said that it's hard to get help. Here, because we have a huge ocean around us, it's an island. Um, but he, he had no problems building a thirty-three million dollar golf course here. So when you listen to that, it's like a, it's I mean, it's insulting to our intelligence. I mean, um, it's not about parties. It's not about poli- politics, man. Uh, we we actually don't don't vote, so we don't get to vote for the president. So it's not about Democrats or, or, or you know or Republicans uh here people play play at being republicans and democrats we don't get to vote we don't we don't have a representative in congress Uh, so everything is imposed on us so no but that's
0: um, that's sort of what part of what i mean is that you're is that you are in this uh insofar as you're a colony then you're a colony of the united states and uh and you are subject to decisions and to insults like that, as well yeah. as uh, people wanting to come there to yeah. have a good time.
1: Yeah, it know? feels like we, we're third in a line of two. You know, it,
0: it feels that way. Yeah. You know, I when he got into a dispute with the mayor of San Juan, yeah. uh, it, I just felt we were watching the absolute it was sort of like looking at DBT, at the biosocial theory, <laughs> And you've got like a Vulnerable individual representing her vulnerable country that has just been destroyed, and yeah. she's speaking out about in in a dramatic way, asking for you know pointing out that not everything is there yet, that not all the help is mm-hmm. coming, and then the president of the United States starts saying, uh, mm-hmm. you know, insulting things about her and and saying that she, she's not doing enough to help herself, and it just seems like. Wow, and then she got back, and, you know, a Twitter war can look exactly like that uh, transaction that goes on between the vulnerable person and the invalidating environment. And that's what I thought exactly. I was seeing at that point. Exactly, you know, exactly.
1: And, and uh, yeah, yeah I, I think that sums it up. I mean, oh, it, it is an invalidating environment, and uh, but not only that, you know, the, 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 all the power and control is in the other side. So, yeah, it's like an invalidating yeah. environment. With uh, you, the, the little
0: kid, and, and 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 you have to put up with it, yeah. You know that. You know the assumption, Domingo, because I know you know DBT really well, and th- that that assumption in DBT that I've used many times in treatment, um, where you say, uh, you know, you may not have, you may not be responsible for causing all of your own problems. Yeah, you have to deal with but, it. Yeah. But you're the one that has to deal with it, and so it's sort of like. I like, I mean, you you have to take a realistic attitude, it seems like, and I, that's what I'm hearing, is that to see this is how it works. This is the reality. We have to accept this reality and see it accurately, but also we have to fix our own country somehow after everything that's happened and, and uh, you know, do, doing the best we can. Um, it, it,
1: com- it, it comes down to us. Uh, for example, I, I, I bet none of you know that we got flooding again yesterday. We, we, we got heavy rains and we got flooding all over. So, uh, no. Many, uh, yeah, many restaurants and, and, um, businesses that, that were gone for like 50 days, they came mm-hmm. back and they got flooded again yesterday in, 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 in and one It, it hasn't stopped. <laughs> it's like re-victimization after re-victimization.
0: And that, is that, is that because also the, is it because the ground is so saturated with water that, that you will get more right. easily flooded?
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, all of the above. You know, you, we got hit, we, yeah. we got a, 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 another system, but yeah, the, the ground is so saturated that that, that you, 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 you 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 throw in a, a piece of ice and it melts and you got flooding again. Mm. Hey, look, I want to I want to say a few
0: words about uh, some things you said last week, Domingo, okay. um, and because uh, especially because some of the people listening or people who ever listened to this podcast in the future which i think will be more people um i want them to know a little bit of what went on in our first one because this is like a continuation for you and me so let me just say a few things and then ask you if you want to add and highlight anything I, what i was impressed about last week i tell you i was just hit very hard by some things i realized even though i was very anxious about the podcast and how to do a podcast it, it was the first one i had done but actually when I got off of it and during this past week, I, in thinking about it, I was thinking, oh my God, first of all, you were, you were incredibly articulate and, and includes, you know, one can sense your emotion about things and you're really well, you know, you explain things very well. You're good at telling a story, which I love. And, um, And one of the things you told that really stayed with me, I have such a couple of images left over from last week. One is that as the hurricane was coming, and you all knew it was coming, and as you explained it last week, um, it's been part of your business in life is to prepare for hurricanes sometimes. So you have a whole routine. And, you know, as we have routines where I live in Massachusetts, when we're going to get a big snowstorm or an ice storm. I mean, so when you get a hurricane, yeah, you get all the... The, the, the car gets gassed up and you get uh, jugs of water and you get cans of food and you can make sure you've got things if the power goes out and all these things that you have to get ready for. Man, probably make sure your cell phone is charged up. And then, um, and, and then as you, and, and so what, the first thing I loved is that, that you went and got your son, your nine year old boy, uh, the day before Santiago's his name. And uh, before the hurricane's coming, because uh, it's time for him uh, to come home from school uh, a little early and help you out and be part of the process of getting ready for the hurricane, which is which is going to be part of his life. Um,
1: I, it was about a little a little version of, of coping ahead, uh, you know, like uh, trying to apply the skills coping of cope ahead with him. Uh, yeah, he could, that's he, right. He, 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 could, he has uh, he. At that point, he, he didn't know, uh, what a strong hurricane was, you know. Yeah. You know, so it, you haven't had one
0: in the last few years while well, he's been a conscious being, yeah, you he, might say. He, um, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. We, we've, we've got ready before, but he, I wanted him to, to know that, you know, again, like projectiles can fly through, through glass, that, yeah, can be okay, that, you know, the, the power lines can, 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 can uh, you know, coming to inside the house, uh, all, all the dangerous, and I also what like to expect—the sounds that it's going to make, the, the windows are going to rattle, and uh, a, wow, I, yeah. those, those are
0: scary things to hear about. I mean, when you, I'm, yeah. I'm imagining, and you've probably heard something from friends or teachers or things too, and um, you know, and I'm, I'm thinking that it reminds me. I used to uh, when I went through medical school, I spent a lot of time in pediatrics. And one of the things mm-hmm. I did was help help prepare children when they were going to come into the hospital. I was part of a team of people. And, you know, you you go to the place and you see everything and you hear everything and you get used to the environment a little bit. And it's a, it's coping ahead like that. And, and but then the next thing I thought, I, I think you said that he said to you ask you, you know, a question, something like, is the, is the uh, hurricane going to blow our house down or something like that
1: or destroy it? Yeah, yeah, it, yeah he said, is it capable of, of, of taking our house down or basically can the yeah. house just uh, fly away, you know? So Right, yeah.
0: right. So you're preparing him and he's hearing not only the details, but he's also hearing his daddy who is yeah. saying, you know, we're going to handle this. Like we, we have to be ready for this, you know, and these things are a little scary. But if we're ready for them, we can get through them. Um, it's kind of what you're saying. But uh, and you also had a one year old. And, and the other thing I loved was that you said, you know, we have to have you have a place a, like a safe place in the house. So let's pick a place. And it was some closet. Right. He was going to stay yeah, in a closet with those he, that
1: loved it. And it was he children. chose it. Yeah, it was like yeah. the last resort. Well, he chose it, and I suggested, <laughs> you know, that uh, it should be uh, like a a closet without uh, a lot of windows and stuff like that. And he yeah. actually got like the, the sister's teddy bear and some, some Nutella, a uh, big uh, jar of Nutella, <laughs> and ready. Yeah. Yeah. You know that I love that image. Is one of the things that
0: stayed with me was him bedding down in this closet with his one-year-old sister and he's the one that made sure there was going to be a teddy bear her favorite teddy bear would be there and and i loved the nutella and i realized we have nutella in my and about three days ago for the first time in a year i took nutella out because you said that and i spread nutella on a on a uh, matzah piece of matzah it was so good <laughs> I forgot how good it was uh i want us to be able to get into talking about some of the some of your thoughts and then my thoughts about um, what comes out of what you've dealt with and what your people Mm -hmm. are dealing with, what you're still dealing with uh, and, and framed also in a way that that, that, uh, makes sense with DBT and any other models. Um, But I have something to do first. Uh, I wrote you a song. Oh God. uh, And I'm Uh, going to sing it. You don't know me that well. I've heard, I, no, I do. I, I I've heard about this.
1: Uh it's <laughs> I've I've heard about this many times. So uh, yeah. Um um. Uh, I can't wait. Oh, okay. Well, did you ever?
0: Did anyone ever write you a song? No. Okay. Good. This is your first song. Uh, and yeah. I'll tell you what it's called. But it's not really quite a song. It's really a rap. And. Um, oh. Of course. But I don't have, but I don't have a background soundtrack for it. I would require spending some time to do that, or have my son help me. So I've got like myself-
1: son. Don't, don't count me on me on doing it. Uh, <laughs> I don't.
0: Uh, I won't count on you. But uh, it's, I'll tell you, it's called an ode to Domingo and his island. Okay. All right? So here's how huh. it goes, and uh, this is without any practice, and I just wrote it today. So. Uh, Here's how it goes. Hey, yo, Domingo, there's something I want to sing. So, escúchame, mi amigo, mientras yo canto de Puerto Rico. And the winds came up, and they shook the place. The water flowed in, leaving not a trace of the earth you walk on every day and the places you work and the places you play. Your baby daughter and your son around, your son asks, Daddy, will the house blow down? You said no, son, but we got to prepare, so get a blanket and some food and put them there in that closet where you and your sister will be till the storm dies down, and we'll all go see what's happening out in the neighborhood. So tell me what you want in the closet for food. I just want Nutella and my blanket if it's cold, and my sister needs her favorite stuffed bear to hold. So you got yourselves ready like a thousand times before when hurricanes came knocking at your reinforced door. Cans of food, gas for the car, jugs of water, got your cell phones charged. But Maria was more than a hurricane. It was a a once-in-a-lifetime fucking freight train. Roaring through the house, tearing through the town, smashing the whole island and shutting it down. Streets became rivers. Trees were uprooted, roofs went flying and the country was screwed. Power was destroyed and wasn't connected and we weren't connected, no internet or phones and the water got infected. And your people prayed for help. It was slow to come around. The mayor of San Juan cried out and she got smacked down by President Trump who gave an A to himself, to FEMA, to the USA. To radically accept this kind of behavior would be hard for Gandhi, Moses, and Christ the Savior. Then you all went out to the countryside. I'm sure the damage was impossible to describe. An 80-year-old man whose house was gone, no food around to keep him going for long. And you and your friends, moved by the spirit of giving, went out to find out who was dead and who was living. Without to lift your people up and fix your gorgeous land, you, all of you, your countrymen, took your future in your hands. It's strange to say you're lucky when there's been catastrophe, causing so much suffering on your island in the sea. But if there's any lemonade, I think that it will be to notice every single person's vulnerability. Helpers helping victims, helpers being victims too. Children helping parents who are doing all that they can do. To lose so much, so fast in a day, and then live another, you've gotta ask yourself, does anything matter except each other? Please keep your hope and spirit alive. A hurricane can scatter what may seem crucial to us all, but then what really matters is that people come out the other side looking at each other, sister helping sister, and brother helping brother. So that's the song to you, and I'll send you a copy.
1: Too, too. Right. that's amazing Charlie um, yeah you, you just you just filled my diary card with like four and five like everywhere um, <laughs> it's like fear love joy sadness uh, anger <laughs> all together oh <laughs> thank you it's <laughs> it, 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 very appreciated it. yeah. it's like an injection of validation <laughs>
0: yeah good you know, you've heard that I do songs. I sometimes do songs in the middle of a session yeah. with a yeah. patient. Yeah.
1: We'll talk about that, whether you're around or not.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But in a... Well, so, so tell me your thoughts about, um uh, about I mean, there were things you said when you and I first talked, but I just want you to be able to say some with DBT in the back of your mind also. Like, what are you learning and what are people doing and how are people surviving and and what does it tell all of us about how to get through bad things? Let
1: me just point out that once you do D V T there's not much you do without DVT in the back of your head. Uh, uh-huh. So, so yeah, there's no way of going, going back. Um, I mean, uh, in terms of, of, of what we're experiencing, again, we, we, we still have blackouts, we still have flooding, so uh, people are making new every day. Um, what, uh, in, in terms of my experience, um, it's like, a, I, I, never realized a lot of things. I mean, again, everything we do is very serious here. Uh, people that I've worked with, uh, we have a lot of people in common that i work worked with and they know, mm-hmm. uh, how much we try, how much we do and how much we help everybody. Uh, again, we have four DBT programs here. Uh, we do a lot of things, but again, I never realized a lot of things. Uh, and, and for example, how important we are for our patients. I mean, um, I, I thought I knew, but I had no idea Cause this is a this is this is at a different level. You know, I, I thought I knew how important my family was for me. I had no idea uh, how important it was for them. is mm-hmm. like a new better values, and we talk about that in DBT all the time with the patients, how you, you know, kind of revise your body as you pick them and choose them, they have homework for that. But it's mm-hmm. completely different. It's like a, a whole, it's a soul-crushing experience and at the same time, it's like a rebuilding thing. It's like a your, your Lego toy falls down and you just shatter just and you pick it up and you, you make it again, but you make it stronger and better. Uh, I, 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 I really realize how, how important my students were for me. I hope that, I hope they don't listen to this. Um, <laughs> 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 don't say that. No. Yeah. But, you, know, <laughs> how much you love them and how much you want them to be okay. They're part of the family. Um, and, you know, the, the work we do is so important. And I, and, and, I always, uh, I've always taken it very seriously, but it, it's on a whole unknown level. You know, the importance that it has. Uh, because, uh I, I have, I have, uh, no doubt that DVT builds resiliency and serves as, a as, a, actually like a protective, um, factor when, 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 even for trauma, I think. So it, it's a, a whole new way of looking at things. I, I have to sit down, uh, maybe a couple of months from now, maybe a year, I don't know. When the, the re stops, we can actually uh, get back to the idea. Um, mm-hmm. it, it, it's really different. So we're, we're making so much meaning on everything that I actually joked before you came in, that uh, we're doing so much lemonade out of lemon that uh, mm-hmm. we, we have some new skills added because we're also doing guacamole out of avocado. <laughs> and we're out of plantains because, you know, we have so much of them, uh, like, uh, lying around the floor. Um, and, oh. uh, I, and I mean it. I mean, uh, we've had, uh, patients, we have, we, we've had patients change their, their basic, uh, go-to skills. You know, like every patient has like their four, or five go-to skills and uh, the self tolerance skills, their favorite. So for example, if I, I help, helps me, uh, there's no way to get ice now. You know, it's like a four hour line. So you'll get dysregulated to get the ice. Mm. Mm. So it, it, it doesn't work. So what do you do? Mm. So again, lemonade, and lemons, and avocado. and lock some of our patients just got into their cars and, and set the air conditioning as cold as they could and just stuck the face in the in the little uh, you know, little window of the on the air conditioner and, uh, we've, we've had mm-hmm. some patients that have had a little bit of art, artistic fire So they, they picked up the debris of the hurricane and they made, made sculptures. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. we've had, uh, we've had patients build like little forts for kids in their neighborhood to play with the fallen trees. So mm-hmm. again, it, it, that's, that's, uh, it's no joke. We, we, it's even more than lemon and eleven. There's another level, so that. that's why I need to call it something else.
0: But are are you tell, are you are you explaining things that people naturally did or or, or or did they? I I guess it must have been many weeks that
1: no patients came yeah. to a group. Yeah. They didn't see a therapist, right? And they didn't have no cell phone. No, they, no they didn't. So, but but what we did is that we had uh, some uh, like preemptive or work with them. We sat down, uh, I, I gave it instructions of everybody sitting down with their patients and at least, because we expected maybe, you know, four or five days without power, a week without power. So, so we did that on the level that we thought we were going to be hit. So I see. just like I did with my son, we did with our patients and uh, we did that like, oh, go, um, you, you won't have power son, so don't, don't use the, your typical, uh, phone applications, uh, for, 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 skills, you know, so there's not going to be Netflix. So it's, it's just a matter of, of they weren't ready for like 60 days. I mean, <laughs> they were ready for a five by four or five days, um, Yeah, uh, you know, uh, uh, without the regular skills. So we did talk about, uh, not having eyes. We did talk about not having, uh, you know, their phones. We did talk about, uh, um, you Know the typical things that uh, they talk about being you know in, in, in the house with all the family and nowhere to go. Uh, mm. did that. It's uh, just that, mm. uh, you know, um, <laughs> we didn't prepare them for, for so much of uh, time and uh, especially not being able to con- contact us for so long. But we actually expected like uh, maybe communication, the signal, or we might not have. Battery in the uh, telephone, coaching, cell phone. Uh, we we talked about that, but but not at the level that we had. We, it was like uh, two three weeks before I could reach my patients. So um, mm. yeah, we, we were we were scared about that.
0: You know, you said uh, that what that there were lessons in this about how much you meant to your. Patients or your family or students, and uh, how much students, how, how much all these people mean to you. Could you say a little more about? I mean, let me put it this way. I think that sometimes when I'm supervising in DBT, and maybe sometimes when I'm practicing, um, I find that people do get into doing the treatment and finding it very valuable. But there is a way in which it's possible to do the whole treatment and still. In a way, lose sight of how much uh, the other person is affected by you, or how much they're affecting you, and and it, it, because you have a whole uh, manualized approach to use. Until yeah. once in a while, it hits you in therapy. Oh my God! I've just I consulted to a team in Pasadena, California, just uh, about three hours ago. On Skype, and uh, they were talking about a patient, a very, very challenging situation. And uh, oh, and it was a, no, a team before that in Houston that I talked to today where there was a therapist and uh, wondering how to intervene. And I said, Have you told this patient the things you're telling me? He said, No, not fully. And I said, Tell your patient fully. It's human. You know, yeah. tell your patient that you are very upset about what they're doing and they might get upset about it you might even have a fight about it but actually you'll both feel like there's something very important here and so i just wonder whether this experience whether this is what you're referring to that somehow it woke you up or woke your patients up somebody
1: yeah the level that you're talking about we, we get that and uh we we actually have worked with that and and I, I, I tend to push my, my students towards that. So I'm, I'm talking about a whole new level of not only in mm. how much impact do we have on them, but also on their families and mm. uh, also even on their neighbors. Uh, even, mm. you know, because I'm, I'm talking about some of our patients uh, went out. Uh, the example that I've given you, they, they, I'm talking about whole neighborhoods having a debris problem and all of a sudden, one of our patients goes out and starts like you know doing lemonade lemon and uh, doing sculptures out of debris and actually helping a whole community. I mean, that's the level I'm talking about that I didn't yeah. actually know. I, I had no idea we it could get it could get there just because uh, we told them to make meaning out of things in a in a pre-emptive meeting we had with them in, in, in a session. Mm-hmm. So Mm. of course these are not new patients. I mean, these are patients that you know have maybe like six months in therapy uh, in our program. But that's the level I'm talking about. That that I Mm. I I couldn't see all the way there. You know, how can Mm. we impact? Because we're we're, you know we're so into them, so into our teams, so into our our patients that um, and actually you know we do families. We have family connections. Yeah, it's 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 the whole thing where all of a sudden our patients could be the ones that are helping the whole family or community. And Mm. uh, this Mm. other guy building forts for kids to play. So the image of all the fallen trees—that's basically, you know, a traumatic event for the kids that live in that neighborhood. All of a sudden, they're playing with that, you know, but in a safe way. And you know how much contributing hmm. points he gets? <laughs> you know, how regulated he gets, his patient? I mean, that's, that's the, that's what I'm talking about. I, I, I couldn't never realize that and, and, and that's, that, I felt stupid, you know, because I've, I've never seen, I could have envisioned that. Um, that's what hmm. I, what I'm talking about, about the power of the work we do and the importance. So yeah, I, I get the whole importance. No, the, we, we,
0: no, um, I see. Yeah.
1: It's like but, but,
0: but when you said that they realized how important you are to them or you realized how important you are to them, you mean like that you're equipping them with ways of uh, acting, ways of thinking that they can truly capitalize in a situation like this. They have things to do. Um, they survive that they might,
1: by themselves without telephone coaching. They survive by themselves with us, without us. And, and, and that's only because of the work we do and, and the hard work they they also do and their families do and 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 how serious it is is because everybody takes it seriously but you know it, 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 it it's 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 a whole other level that you can't imagine because you don't find them to to live in a situation like this mm.
0: Mm. you know it's true god it's very interesting um it's uh I have two different things I want to, and let me try to tell you something very quickly because I don't want to take a lot of time. And it's possible people listening, depending who they are, have heard this sort of thing before. Um, and maybe you have Domingo. There's a, there's a story that I once heard Marsha Linehan tell, uh, when people were talking, she and I were doing a workshop together and she was asked when we were talking about how do you get people committed and motivated to change themselves and uh she she told a story at that point that i've never forgotten and i've told in some trainings myself um she said think of it like this imagine that you're walking out of a department store it's a very big store maybe many floors and uh so it's huge you're walking out of a store you've just been shopping you have your six-year-old child with you and an earthquake begins Uh, and as it begins, it starts to shake the building. And so you're saying to your child, we've got to get out very quickly. We don't want to be here when the, you know, in this, we got to get out by the street. So they're running out the door and the mother or the parent gets slightly ahead of the child, just barely. And a beam falls down on top of the child. Um, so there's a beam on the child's leg. And then part of the building comes down a little bit and the parent can see the child, but can't touch the child. Is it impossible to reach the child because part of the building came down and the child is stuck because of only one thing, a beam came down and is on her leg and she can't get up and she can't move. So you can talk to your child, but you can't go lift the beam. And so Linehan said, imagine that situation and of course, that brought up a lot of feelings for people. I've had I've had people uh, go through imagining this, and then yeah. you, and then she says, "What would you do to get your child to move her leg in the correct way when you can't actually do it for her?" And and then people say all kinds of things. Some people say, "Well, I would suddenly yell at my child," which I never do, and I tell her, "You have to move that leg." And others said. I would just validate my child because she's so frightened she's not going to be able to move anything. And somebody else says, I would remind her that when we get out, we're going to go get her favorite kind of ice cream. And people said lots of things, you know, to motivate yeah. um, But, you know, it really, that kind of thing is an attempt by Marcia at that point to say, look, these skills we're using and these strategies we're using, these are real life. Um, so if you think these are in a book and you're trying to teach them correctly, you also have to link it. And what I think happened with something like this hurricane in examples yeah. that you're giving, and my guess is there's thousands more examples, is that people have to do things at a level that they never have to do them. Um, and yeah. and they realize how enriching it is, I'm sure, to help have the kids who are Frightened, have a place to play in their forts in the trees, yeah. or how you can do things that actually are going to change somebody else. Our patients often don't get that many chances to really exactly. affect somebody else's life like that.
1: Mm-hmm. So it's a strange so, way. Of, yeah, yeah. Make, make, makes sense uh, to see it that way. Um, also, uh, the, the, uh, it, it's it's to me I think it's true it that they have actually learned from us uh that we're not treating them as fragile we're not treated, treating them as uh, uh mm. mental health patients mm-hmm. it's like they actually actually learning right because they're applying mm-hmm. uh, in in in, right. in the work possible situation in the best possible way so isn't that uh actually you one of uh, you know like a cool definition of being mentally healthy i mean uh, a really tough situation and you're you're using your skills. That's actually like, uh, not being in a crisis definition, right? That's right. That's right. And, that's that's right. Thing and you have access to, you. so you're not in a crisis. So basically, right. uh, all of a sudden, this crisis-strong patients aren't in a crisis in the, in the most critical situation. So guess what? They're doing better in in, in some ways. Some of my patients are doing way better than the, our leaders. I mean, you know, in chronic oh. time, they're coming through. Uh, yeah. So it, it, so that's the level of, of amazement that I reached. You know, it's like, uh, and you know, it, it's, it's like how we can apply all of the skills, all of these those things we're, we're learning and we're teaching our students and our patients. It's, 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 I think it, it goes beyond BPD, I think it goes beyond it. It, 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 it has a, like a prevention also. Uh, yeah. We should, We, ha- we got to take a look at that at some point. I mean, no,
0: and we've, we've got to think of ways to get people uh-huh. to take these things and and use them. We, we have to help think of practical ways so that the assignments uh-huh. or that what we're doing or what we do together with our patients, uh-huh. if yes. people say, oh, you know, I don't know if you have this in Puerto Rico, but it's very common in the United States that People will be, uh, patients will go through the skills, uh, one time, maybe two times, sometimes more than that. And then they still feel like, well, I know all of the skills. If you give me a, a knowledge test, I can tell you every skill, but I really give them. And, um, yeah. and, and I think that, uh, it is up to the teachers, uh, mm-hmm. to really think, how do people learn that actually these can come in handy, not every day, and not it doesn't take a hurricane, but it. Yeah. But how do you how do you actually make your life be such that these things are useful, you know, and and that you get better at them? And I think that is a challenge mm-hmm. for people who teach these skills.
1: True. Mm-hmm. No, you know. and again, it also prove that they're actually learning them because uh, um, applying them. And uh, It's like uh, actually converting your pain into a contribution—not not only contributing just to feel how like you feel—it's actually like a like a, a, a conversion, it's translating your pain into a contribution, and in that sense, mm-hmm. it's it's amazing. Um, also, I, I wanna I wanna point out that um, something we mm-hmm. after I got communication back from all my clinical supervisors, um, yeah, something we noted is that. Uh, well, actually, we, we had a lot of uh, patients that were just starting the treatment, you know, just like uh, on their first interviews or just like, uh, having, like watching the, the crisis uh, videos, just, you know, like starting the program. And uh, those were the patients that had a lot of trouble, you know, because they, they, don't, they don't have a lot of skills. What they have, it you know, the, the list they do with the video or something like that. I'm talking about a brand new patients, of course yeah. they had a lot of a lot of problems. But then the old patients, let's see, let's say um four months and, and, and three four months and up to whatever. Um, these were actually all my all those, our, our therapists started describing them like the best behavior in their family, like the ones mm-hmm. that were in control. And uh, you and I, at one point when we, when we talked, we, we, we mentioned that, uh, that maybe these, these are the, the, the ones that in the family that have, have been in hell <laughs> and come back. So it, it's like, mm. oh, so, so my family is in a crisis and they don't know mm. what to do. Okay. So they were the ones like, helping everybody, like, uh, calming people down and teaching them some skills. Uh, yeah. So I believe that the veteran DBT patients did, did great. That That's the feedback
0: I'm getting mm. from our mm. students uh, in our programs. So, Bingo, you really should, uh, you have a perspective and a capacity, and you've seen this. You should write this up if you haven't thought about it already. You know, this, yeah. I would think people could really find this very useful. Like, how, how did the dbt experience or skills help patients as well as people who teach it uh, have things to do when they had to survive or when they had to make things better you know i think mm-hmm. you could really it'd be really valuable i i i, I would be glad to uh, be part of that if you wanted to you know, to help help write something, but i think you yeah i know you've done some publishing and you could easily uh if you could pull this together it'd be very helpful to a lot of people
1: mm-hmm. yeah i think so also uh that leads me to to another point uh that i've been talking about uh to my um, to my wife actually oh and let me
0: say let me say that we have one more we have one more minute so i want you to take this minute uh okay. and then i'll just i'll just say something at the very end yeah.
1: Uh, talking about DBT programs, uh, I've been talking yeah. about uh, talking about this with my wife. She's she's an insurance, and she's an, an expert of what they call business continuity. know um, yeah. that means that they they have plans for whenever any you know like corporation uh, has like uh, any emergency. How how will they uh, do things? And, and mm. so uh, I think every DBT program needs to get ready for this. I mean. We did some things, but we have so many, you know, like lessons learned, and I agree with you. We, we, we need to write this down or do something about this. And we also oh, should include a that. Point. I, w- I would recommend any D V T programs Get ready for an earthquake. Get ready for, for a blackout. Get ready for flooding. You never know. Oh, wow. It's actually real. <laughs> Trust me, it's real. Um, yes, yes. I think, I think it should be power. Something that's discussed. We we shouldn't wait to be in the situation we, we were. It, 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 it I don't want anybody to feel what I felt, and the things that I thought about my patients, and and although you know it's horrible, so oh. so people should get ready. It's not that hard, you know. Um, that's um, a very good idea. Yeah, and I want to you know I want to do something about that. Um, and, you know, and, um, maybe contribute in that way. So we're going to do it. And, and, and just maybe we can set up uh, like a little uh, plan that people can just fill out and something. That's a very good
0: idea. I love that idea. And, you know, you and I need to be in touch after this and so we can follow up some of these ideas. Uh, another one I had, but I, I, we're going to stop in just uh, like half a minute. Is uh, You wouldn't know this probably, but... Uh, very, just down the street from me there's a town in Massachusetts Holyoke a big it's a city and uh, 80% of uh, the children in Holyoke are of Puerto Rican descent it's a it's very much and, and cool yeah it's a cool town it's also a very, it's a ch- town with a lot of struggles and uh, yeah. but it also has a lot of potential and I just thought oh we should be making sort of partnerships. Uh, across yeah. the water uh, of Puerto Rican uh, teams. And uh, and let's, and there are Puerto Rican therapists here from Puerto Rico who do DBT. But let's see what I we, talk further about these things. things. I, I, I want to thank uh, Perry and NEABPD for helping us all with this uh, podcast. I want to thank anybody who's listening and still listening. I'd love to get any input uh, from anybody through email. You could go to my website to find it if you needed to. CharlieSwenson.com, which is also where the list is of when the next podcast will be. The next one will be two weeks from today at four o'clock. And uh, I want to really, really, really thank uh, Domingo for coming on uh, this venture, and uh, and I've just found it very rich. So thank you. Um, really have been very, very good to talk to you. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. All right.
1: So thank
0: I you, you talking with Domingo. Thank you so much. you're welcome. you're welcome. Okay. Signing off and uh I'll talk to you soon. and Domingo, I just sent you the song. Thank you.
1: you're welcome <laughs> let's we'll be in touch. okay, okay. Bye 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 Goodbye.